Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the latest and almost final for the season uh, podcast. Uh, I've got my words in already. It's going well. Uh, so, starting, welcome to the latest uh, Crystal Palace Women's Show, brought to you by Eagle Eye View, messing it up as always, as we do. Uh, I say we, me, mainly. Um, as always, it's myself, Mike, and my co-host, Phil. Phil. Uh, are you there? Can you hear me and all the uh, rubbish I seem to be spouting already? Yeah, what, what on earth are you going on about, Mike? Honestly, I mean, <laughs> no, no, I'm only joking. I only caught the second part, actually, so I, I didn't hear any mistakes. So um, I, I, I'll expect more as, as we go along, and then I can pick you up on those. But no, I'm fine, thanks. How are you? Is everything all right with you? Yeah, yeah, not bad, thanks. Not bad. Excellent. Uh, yeah, yeah. I feel like I had something to add then, didn't really. Uh, obviously announced today the um, the, the trophies turn up yesterday. Yeah, there's a bit of a palaver with that though because I got to work yesterday and uh, then got a message from the, the DPD saying, "Oh, we're delivering your parcel today." And I thought, "Oh crap, I'm at work. <laughs> there's going to be no one at home." Oh. And, uh, so, I, 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 but he gave the option to like you know write specifically where you want it left. So I did. I put that on there, and then uh, they did take updated me telling me they delivered the parcel with the photo of it sitting next to my door in the open view oh. <laughs> so i had to rely on no one nicking it and then my mate late a few hours later drove by and um hid it for me you don't know, think for goodness sake i could have made <laughs> my instructions were very clear yeah said, yeah, yeah. Put, it, put it in the bin so they put it next to the bin oh, um so yeah, but no, yeah. They, they weren't they weren't stolen uh so you know, people would have seen i tweeted them out today uh, one of them was uh, he, the Golden Boot, which um, Elise uses one, of course. And the other was the Eagle Eye View Player of the Season trophy, which, for those who listened to the pod last week, thank you for doing so, uh, will know went to um, Fran Kitchen. So those have all arrived. They've been announced today. Um, we've got one more on its way, uh, a little a first time one. Uh, but we'll, we'll reveal that when it turns up. Uh, don't want to give away anything away beforehand. So yeah, no, announced those today. Um, but yeah, no, other than that, all, all, all good, really. Obviously, I, I would say I've been preparing for tonight's show, but I don't really do that. I probably should. No, I don't. No, I don't. I don't. I just, uh, I just do it as we go and just try remember <laughs> remember what happened in the season. I mean, most of it's um, I can remember nearly all of it. I think. Um, yeah, I think. Uh, uh, well, my bit of news, and you know this, is that. Um, I'm one of the winners of the Palace for Life raffle. So I am going down to Sellers tomorrow to pick up a Joe Ledley signed shirt. Now, I love Joe Ledley and I'm so glad it's his shirt because I thought he was one of my favourite players. I loved him. You know, I, I just loved um, Ledley, Jedinek and Delaney were just like, to me, you know, the commitment they gave us was just incredible. So um, I loved, as much as I love Joe, Joe Ledley, I didn't like the kit that year. I was really hoping, I was really hoping it was a yellow away kit with a sash because I love that kit. But it's not, it's that silly, well, I say it's silly, some people probably like it. It's that silly blue, sort of big blue stripe down the middle kit. I think I think Steve Parrish said if someone said we want stripes and he, uh, he said well if everyone stands to, if all the teams stand next to each other it looks like stripes <laughs> so if you've got eleven people standing next to each other then it's stripes but to me it's a big block of blue so anyway I, I'm just gutted it's not the away shirt I love that yellow away shirt the sash but unfortunately it's the blue one uh, with the red bits on the you know big you know which one I mean that's 
Paris Saint-Germain sort of copy shirt, you know, with the big blue bit in the middle. But um, I'm glad he's so led. Wasn't that the FA Cup shirt, though? FA Cup final shirt? No, the FA Cup final was the red and blue stripes. We had four blue, red and blue stripes. It was a really lovely kit, that one, for the Cup final. I was really glad that we played in the Cup final in that lovely kit. Now, I think um, this is this is 16-17 season. So, um, um, it was a year that the Cup final was 15-16. Was um, so, it's a year later, and I'm just gutted it was that kit. But, you know, I'm still going to frame it. I'm still going to keep it. And I'm going to look after it because I love Joe Ledley. He's a great player, but I'm just—I just wish it wasn't that kit, you know. When you don't like a particular kit, so but anyway, I don't have any say in it. So I'm going to go and collect that tomorrow. So you might see a photo of me with a big smile, <laughs> um, <laughs> with a Joe Ledley shirt on Twitter on Palace Twitter, Palace for Life Twitter. It'll be, I think, tomorrow. So um, yeah, I'm going to go down and collect that. Um, it could be worse. Could be Patrick Bamford's shirt, shouldn't, couldn't it? So. <laughs> You got to look well, on the positive. God, yeah. you know. <laughs> someone, someone won uh, Lloyd Remy's shirt today. I saw that on Twitter. There's a Remy shirt, and someone with a Benteke shirt. So, oh, um, do you know what? We're the wrong, wrong team now. But that summer when we signed Benteke and Lloyd Remy, because at the moment I thought we were going to destroy the league. I know. But, you know that, those two up front. Oh my God, that is you know European tour. Here we come because obviously we just lost the FA Cup final, don't we? And they yeah. they backed they backed Pardew, and I'm thinking we're also nose tough. You know, this what a strike force. And Benteke had a good season, and like Remy was absolute turd when, when you can get yeah, yeah. 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 most of the time. Yeah. But um, I think I yeah. think Benteke got 17 goals that season. He so yeah, he did. He had a great season. He looked really good. Um, but yeah, so uh, anyway, you know, I love Joe Ledley. I'm glad it's his shirt. What I a just, random thing you know. though to have five years later to give away an old Joe Ledley shirt. <laughs> and do you know what? I'm, uh, it was in November that I did the raffle. I put my name down for this raffle in November. I think it was five pound a ticket, and I, I just whacked in a fiver, thinking I had no chance. There were forty-five prizes. So I thought there's someone's got to win it, you know. So anyway, that is, I, I, that I, is true. Yeah, that is true. So, although not going by since they've taken over the uh, the old uh, Super Draw. We don't know who. We don't, me, I don't never, even know. Never got me num- never even got me numbers in the end, let alone what the outcome of it was. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's um, it was November, I think, when, and I comp- and I actually thought it was a scam when when I got this email like a few weeks, couple of weeks ago. I'm thinking, what? What? I don't. What are you talking about? I haven't put in any. And then I remembered it was about six months ago. And never, never just yeah, announced. It actually, it actually is. You know, it's like you know the old Beatles about where they used to get actors in the pose and stuff and everything. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> yeah. So all those photos yeah. you see today, those are people that have been hired to pose in. It so ah, it looks like it's, it's, it's just a wind up, isn't it? For me, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're going to get there. You've, you've also won the Nigerian lottery, so you know, <laughs> like all the rest of us have about eight times. You can call me Prince. You can call me Prince something. <laughs> and I'm, I'm also a millionaire, so that's good, yeah. No, it's all very... Couple of artists have the artist formerly known as. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all very odd, though, isn't it, when um, you have to wait all that time. I don't, I don't know why it took so long. But anyway, I'm grateful that I won. And um, so, yeah, I've, I've just, you know, got to buy a frame for it now. I thought they might be framed, you know. I thought they might be framed shirts. No, but that, that's money, Phil. They're not going to pay for a frame, are they? No. Palace, just, not. Palace talking about here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Surprised I haven't put got a, put on the na- Ledley name on the back, you know. But yeah, it's um, it's uh, 
anyway, it's good. I'll, I'll, I'll buy a, I'll buy a frame for it, and I will savor it for the you know forever. So it's it's nice it's nice to have. He was a, he was a great player for us, and um, scored some really important goals. That oh, one against yeah. Liverpool, that was amazing. Yeah, great player. Yeah, when he was sliding on the wet grass after he scored against Liverpool, brilliant. Great, so great anyway, beard as, yeah. great beard as well. But, Great uh, beard, yeah, yeah, loved his beard. So but, uh, anyway, right. we're not here to talk about all that, are we? So no, no, we're not. We managed to no, we, we digressed for a little at the beginning here. So we, what we are here to do, we've got a very high pitch. I went there. Uh, what we are here to do is our uh, our 2022-23 season review, um, where we will look back over the season for Crystal Palace women this year. Um, and my plan is. To kind of look at it in stages, um, where I've just mentioned a cluster of results, and I mean, I'll be honest with you, I would say I'd tell you where we were in the league, but after, other than after the the first two games, it gets hard to do that because I, I can't track the league per per round of games. But we're kind of just in clusters and just look at the overall. I think if we went for every game, we'd be ridiculous. We we do that per show, so we'll kind of we'll work our way through the season, looking at the stages, key points, and everything. Um, and there's other stuff to be up throughout to talk about. I mean, it'll probably take about 20 minutes to get into the season because more happened in the preseason uh, or didn't happen <laughs> yeah. for a while. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we'll look at that. And then the plan is to discuss um, some of our favourites. So favourite game, perhaps favourite performance, favourite goal, that kind of thing. Favourite. Uh, I mean, mine are a bit split because I've got a, a favourite game for that isn't necessarily the best performance for 90 minutes, but it's for different reasons and stuff. So, so yeah, so we'll, we'll t- discuss a couple of our favorites as well. Yeah. Um, and if anyone, uh, and I'll, I'll keep reiterating it during the show, if anyone wants to, to message saying their favorite moments, favorite games, anything like that through from the season, then please do. And obviously we'll read them out. So uh, let's get this show on the road as it were. Um, so, as with every good story, you start at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we we left off, with, obviously last season we were part-time um, and had a great season where we kind of gate-crashed the party uh, of a lot of the full-time teams and we finished fourth, joint, joint third, um, fourth on goal difference to Bristol City because we mentioned the amazing feat of being the only team in the top six or seven with a negative goal difference. Um, and we had 37 points. It was our record highest finish, our record highest points tally. Um, and I know the the, the general belief in the at the club, you know, with the management of the players, was the aim at you know was to to progress season on season, so to improve year on year. Um, and we'd done that ever since we'd come up. Each year we'd we'd finished higher. Uh, we got and we'd got more points each time, so we we improved year and year. So we we I remember we said in the summer, you know, that was going to be difficult enough because having done that, you know, thirty seven points fourth, you know, that that doesn't leave small, that doesn't leave very big margins for for what you can improve on, other than you know, kind of getting top two and running it close to going up type thing. So um, it was always going to be tough to do, but you know that the aim was still there, and then we went into the summer. And all of a sudden, there's the talk of we're going full time, and um, we we were getting told that's happening. We're going full time. That the main club's getting is obviously taking over, and um, they want to do a big announcement about it. And 
you know, but meanwhile, we've seen majority of the squad left. Um, I don't think it wasn't many players that stayed. It's like seven or eight players, I think. So majority of the squad left, including um, Shiv Wilson and uh, Bianca Baptiste, who've been two key attacking players for us. Although toward, in the second half, towards the end of the last season, they were getting less game time because of the change of formation. But you know, they were two players to, to go. Um, we had no goalkeeper because Claude retired. Emily Orman had gone back to Chelsea after a loan. Um, you know, so a lot, lot of players left, and we we're watching other teams sign players, including our players, as Shiv Wilson signed for Birmingham. Um, and um, Millie Farrow signed for London City, although by the time the season started, it already got to America and then moved to America. Um, but you know, so we were, we were constantly, <laughs> week after week, begging for a player to be signed for some kind of announcement. And we were getting told, you know, that it's going to be coming. We're waiting for the main club and they want to do all the big announcements. And um, and it was very much a summer of frustration, wasn't it? I think we got into like, it's like the start of July. And we had, I remember that the club put out a tweet about, um, are you looking forward to the new season? And I think all the replies were people going, we don't even have a team. We don't. We can't even feel the starting eleven. There's no news in anything, and we're getting asked, and we're looking forward to the new season. Um, so yeah, it was kind of a bit of a a frustrating start. Some would you say up to that point, Phil? Yeah, and I think that tweet. You know, I mean, I was on holiday in Cyprus, and and it was when the Euros was on. Cause I, I watched the final in Cyprus of the Euros, and it was around that time. And I remember that. I think the tweet might have been just before I went away. And it said something like, where do you think we're going to finish this season? <laughs> and we only had about eight players. And I'm thinking, seriously, how can we say where we're going to finish when we don't even know what sort of squad we've bottom, got? Bottom where we'd finish at that point. I think Michael Middleton said bottom because we haven't got a team. <laughs> I think he did reply like that. So it was all a bit strange, wasn't it? And then, I mean, really odd tweet to put out when we've been waiting all that time. And then, <clears throat> you know, we, we, and the first tweet that comes out is about where we're going to finish. We, we didn't even have a team. So it was all really strange, wasn't it? But yeah, I mean, we were waiting and waiting and waiting for ages. And then me and you were sort of thinking, hang on, who who, who hasn't... Because who, we, we both were thinking Annabelle Blanchard hasn't been seen in any of the Blackburn Rovers training videos or anything on Twitter. So we were thinking maybe, maybe. We had no idea though. And then, um, I mean, we knew about Shauna. We'd heard that Shauna was um, was going to be training at Palace at least. Um, and then, um, yeah, and then suddenly, well, you'll probably go on to talk about this. Suddenly, this big, t- this one tweet went out, you know, without any fanfare, without any sort of interviews, just saying we've signed these 15 players. It was the most, I couldn't believe it. I was lying on the sunbed when I read it in Cyprus and I was thinking, hang on a minute, have I missed like something here? Is this just a summary of what, have we, is there loads of other information that's gone out? And this is just like summarising what's been said already. But no, it was the announcement itself. And it was just like so mundane. It was just, oh, we signed Frank Kitchen. Oh, we signed Chloe Arthur. We signed, you know, I'm just thinking, what is, what's going on? It's just like one tweet, wasn't it? With loads of sort of subtweets underneath it. It was just, 
incredible. I mean, they could have made such a really exciting mo that was su such a massive thing for us to have 15 players coming in. But to announce it in the way they did was just ridiculous. Ugh. I still can't quite get my head around it, to be honest. Um, yeah, really, really shocked that it was just... I mean, we were excited, though, weren't we? Because we were thinking, wow, two Scottish internationals, you know. Fran Kitchen, we knew, was like a top goalkeeper. So I think we were all really excited. But it was just the way it was done, just sort of... We just thought, what's going on? This is, like, really massive news. Why not have a big fanfare and... You know, most clubs, they do it in, piece, in little pieces, don't they? Who wants another one? There's a, we can, a big announcement at one o'clock and then at one o'clock they say we sign someone and then say, and then they say, and don't, and, and um, in half an hour we're going to put another one out. You know, why didn't we, there's no suspense, was there at all? Did you think that as well, Mike? Yeah, I mean, I was, I was at work when it got, I think it was Michael Middleton messaged us saying that he'd been announced. Um, I remember just scrolling through. I think I put more effort in. Like I individually tweeted every player welcoming him to the club. Um, I mean, I'm not going to do it to death because obviously we, we, we've mentioned it loads throughout the season. We did our whole section on it, didn't we? Um, when we did the the, the 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 show at the start of the season, you know, introducing all the players and stuff. So, um, but yeah, it was it was bizarre, uh, and it very much smacked of we just need to get it out now. So the the the, the, the announcement about the go full time never came. It still hasn't come. Um, so yeah, it was very much like, uh, there was no thought went into it. It was like, well, let's just quickly announce these players. Um, so it, it, that, that element was disappointing. Um, but all of a sudden we've got, we've got a team. Uh, and as you say, we've got internationals in there, Kirsten and Chloe, Scottish internationals. Um, Shauna, we knew coming in, she was, uh, in like the England under 17s, I think at the time. Um, and Hughes and Philbs, Welsh internationals. Um, Polly had come over, we signed a player from Australia, he'd come over via a connection, um, with uh, the former Palace player who was, was manager over there. Um, you know, so you think, wow, we, we, this is we've really, we've really gone some here with, with, with our recruitment. Obviously, Annabelle coming in, highly, highly rated from Blackburn, you know, so yeah, there was. A lot to be excited about. And we've been getting told, I was getting told by a few people from inside the club, you know, before it's announced, you know, you, you're going to break your pants when you want niggas, to be precise. Uh, I didn't know they knew what I was wearing. Um, but, you know, I, it was, yeah, you got your pants when you see this and you're all weird. This is, this is promotion this year. And, you know, so that's just whipping up the the, the, the belief that, well, here we go. You know, suddenly, you know, we've, we've come forth with a part-time team with, with players in it that, you know, have moved on and they've moved downwards, majority of them. Um, so what we're going to do now, we're full-time, we're signing internationals, we're signing all these players. Um, uh, you know, and I'll be honest, I'm, I was guilty, carried away. I'm thinking, I'm predicting this, we're going to get promoted, we're going to win the league, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it was it was a lot of excitement and, and hype. And, um, you know, there was a, a lot of belief around it. Um, but we didn't know what was going on with pre-season. Uh, it, it, it turns out it was... We played four games, all behind closed doors, um, against lower league opposition, um, purely because the the and I get it, was, it made sense. I mean, it's frustration when you don't know what's even going on, but it, it made sense to the opposition we played because when you got when you basically rebuilt a team, it wouldn't have benefited us playing United or even anyone in our league because 
you're not going to have the ball enough to start working on plays and gelling. So we played lower league opposition to um, basically, you know, we dominate the games, but it gave us a chance to work on our passing and our drilling and, you know, playing, getting to used to each other as a team. Um, so, you know, it was, yeah, it was a bit of a, it was a lot of silence in the summer. We'd done nothing about, you know, off the back of the Euros either. Um, but there was a lot of excitement with the season going into the start of the season. Um, into that first that opening day of what we could really achieve this year, um, and I, as I say, I know for myself, and I think I, I think you felt similar, Phil, that going into that opening day, I mean, there's a tough opening day away to London City, and I'll, I'll kind of cover the start of the games in a minute. But um, going into the start of the season, there was a belief of, uh, uh, did you feel as well that it, we could be going up this year? Well, absolutely. I mean, on paper, we looked like we had the strongest squad, and and um, we, you know, we we're bringing in players from the WSL, and um, I mean, even even people in our friends who support other uh, women's teams were saying things like, "That's the WSL squad," you know. We're thinking, "What? Are you sure?" <laughs> and and it was just like everything was just built, wasn't it, up for us to think, "Gosh, we're the team to beat." And then obviously we started with that first game, which we'll talk about in a second. But yeah, it was Jeff Hopkins, who was our central defender back in the late 80s, early 90s. He's the manager of um, Melbourne Victory Women, and that's where Polly came from. So we had that connection. And um, yeah, I mean, it was just so exciting, wasn't it? You know, an Australian player and internationals and Brianna Dean, you know, who's a well-known name, uh, played played for Tottenham and Liverpool, West Ham, yeah, Tottenham and Liverpool, scored a cracking goal at West Ham. Um, so, you know, we were really excited about it all, really. Paige Bailey-Gale, I remember playing when she was playing for Leicester, like when she was just starting her career, and she looked amazing then. And and I thought, my God, I remember Paige ripping us apart up at Leicester. And, you know, when we, we I think we beat them 3-2 in the end, but she was brilliant. And I'm thinking, gosh, you know, we signing these sorts of players, and then obviously we find we find out that Paige and Rihanna were injured when we signed them, so we didn't see Rihanna for months and months. Um, and then we had some really bad luck with injuries. We'll, we'll probably go into that as we go through the season, but um, <clears throat> with Sibley, um, Sibs especially, is he Sibley? But um, uh, it's just yeah, and, and also Amy was out for quite a while as well. So we've had some key players out as well. It's not been it's been for lots of reasons. It's been a really challenging season. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's just that beginning of the season, the excitement was just, you know, we had to make it ourselves because the club weren't making it exciting for us, that's for sure. They weren't announcing things and saying it it was all, we had to do it ourselves, really, because, you know, I I, I mean, we still haven't had a team group shot um, photo, like squad. You know, at the beginning of each season, you get a squad photo of all the men every season. I think we've had one every single season since 1905 or whatever for the men and i i don't think you know we've had to we had a we had a photo session at sellers when we signed all these players and there were some interviews and stuff and, and bits and pieces very small not very much most of the most of the best stuff came from the championship barclays championship um twitter they 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 did their own uh i think they did it at st george's park or something but they did their own um, interviews and stuff and photo sessions of the kids and everything. And that's when Fran was doing a dance on the floor. That was really good. Chloe Arthur in the process. Yes, right. Matt Chloe in the face. 
<laughs> and and, and um, that was some of that stuff that's come out. Even after that, they they held some stuff back and they had some really good content. And that was real. And I loved all that. Palace didn't really do anything. We didn't have any interviews with new players. You know, it was just so awful. And we didn't even have a, a squad photo, you know. And I've been pushing the club for the last two years to actually do a men and women's squad. You can still do the men's one separately. But Barcelona do it and other clubs have started to do it where you have the men and women in a photo, the two first teams together in a fo- in a group photo. And it looks absolutely amazing. It looks super, especially this season, because we had the same kit. You know, we had the same sponsor for the men and women. It just looked amazing. With all those players in the same shirts, um, men and women mixed up together. And it, when Barca do it each season, they do, I know their women's team is one, is one of the best in the world. But even so, you know, that, it shouldn't make any difference. Um, they're two. They're the first teams of the club, and they should, you know, we can still do separate ones if the, if you want to have a separate men's photo. But why not just have one together as well? It's brilliant, and the way Barca do it is fantastic. You know, can you imagine sitting next to when Messi was there, sitting next to Messi in the team photo? It'd be like everyone will be scrambling to sit next to Wilf, you know, at Palace uh, for the team photo for the men and women having oh, a joint. I wouldn't want to sit next to Messi. He annoys me. He does me now. I'm fed up the, with him now. The more the, pe- yeah. the more the people go on about him, the more he annoys me. Oh, I know. I've, I've I've had enough of it now. I used I used to love watching him play, but now it's all about him, him, him. He's you know. Anyway, we we digress. I just think <laughs> yeah. that um, yeah, I just think that that, that opportunity. Um, I don't know who was organising it, what was going on, but it was just appalling um, content. We didn't have any proper interviews. We didn't have any funny things we just had like three or four things about each player didn't we you know where have you come from what's your favorite moment a couple of people said yeah. signing for palace i mean obviously shauna we knew she she's a palace fan so i think it's you know biggest achievement in her career i think as she said i'm signing for palace you know because she's a massive palace fan but um they're very is very limited and no proper interviews and you know they could have done so much more and i'm just thinking what a wasted opportunity but um, but yeah, I mean, something, I think um, you, you, they could have done something, anything. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so, yeah. So you have to do so much more. Something. No, anything. But I just think that group photo would have just been well. Just having one of the women would have been a start. We haven't even had that. There's not one. There's not a group photo of the women this season, which is appalling, to be quite honest. Um, every club does one. We we didn't even do that, and we had them all together at Sellers for that photo session. Um, and we didn't do it. So, but it, it, but even better, it would have been if there was a joint one with the men. And I've been on at the club about it. I've been mentioned it a million times. It just goes in one ear and out the other, you know. And it's just frustrating, really. Um, that's that's the sort of publicity, and that's the sort of um, you know giving them equal status as a first team for the club that we need to do. We need to push that. Um, and even, you know, the awards night's being advertised this week and there's no women, you know, it's awards night for the club. It's including the under 21s, the under 18s, the women and the first team men. And you'd think that you might have one picture of each of those groups on the advert for it. No, it's just got Eze and Award, you know, and I'm thinking, hang on a minute. It's not just the first team of awards night. It's the whole club. Put the whole club out there, you know, including the women and the under 18s as well and the under you know 21s or whatever. So, I think there's, um, I just think it's just a lack, I don't know what it is. I just think, I don't know if it's a lack of thought, if it's just like, can't be bothered. Um, I just don't know what it is. I mean, you know, I wish I was doing it. I wish I was doing the, all the media content. If I had the skills to do it, I'd bloody well do it. I would. And I, and, I, and, and, and it's, it would just be so easy to get it right. It's not difficult, you know. Um, just think a little bit about what you're, what, what, 
what what's around you, you know, who what what the club is, you know, what is this what is this club? It's not just the first team football to club, you know, there's a lot more to it. So frustrated um at the beginning of the season with all of that going on and um but also excited because of the new players that we just thought, yes, you know, we're really going for it. But then we were saying at the beginning, I don't know if you remember this, Mike, but we were saying at the beginning of the season that I hope one of these players is the dominant centre-half that we've wanted for two or three years. And we thought um, Philbs might be, because she's played centre-back for Charlton. And she's a great player, by the way, but she's not the dominant centre-half we needed. You know, she's a great footballer, great player, and, and, and absolutely made that defensive midfield role her own. But we still didn't get... How can you bring in 15... It's like Chelsea spending half a billion pounds and not buying a forward, you know? It's, it's the equivalent to that, isn't it? You know, we brought in 15 new players... And we've um, and we've not got the one one that we've been screaming about for the last three years. You know, a dominant, solid, quick centre half. I couldn't believe it. And but we didn't really know the players well enough at the early stages to realise that we didn't have that player. It was only one after a few games that we thought, hang on a minute. You know, I think when we started losing, when we when we lost that game to Sunderland and we lost four 0 to Bristol City in the cup, yeah, we, we think the first game yet. You on Sunderland? No, no, sorry, I don't want to move on. But I'm just thinking. I'm just. <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> I'm just thinking. Got for a tangent about a team photos and bloody end of end of season <laughs> player reviews and stuff. Only done a I first after, game. After, <laughs> after a few games, you realised. Yeah, like after a few games, I we realised that we didn't have that centre half, and I was, you know, and then, we, and then the reality struck that I don't think we were going to get promoted. Because uh, that was the one pl- place we needed strengthening more than any, and we didn't do it. And we, how can you do that? How can you not strengthen in that one area when you're bringing in 15 players? It's just tragic, you know. So, have we finished yet then? Have we gone through the season now? Yeah, yeah. Thanks, <laughs> thanks everyone for listening. Uh, free to download Spotify and all that stuff, you know. <laughs> uh, thanks very much. Comedy Palace. Uh, no. <laughs> so, you're right. We did, we, did, we, we did need it. We still need it. And... Mm. This this summer it's got to be a priority, um, but yes, we did we, we we did need it and we didn't. But at the time it didn't come in. But at the time we didn't. As you say we didn't know that. Um, so we got to the first game of the season. I mean, the start of the season, first couple of games we had London City away, uh, then Coventry at home, and um, Birmingham away. Uh, the Birmingham game ended up being postponed because of the death of the Queen. Um, so we end up having like a two weeks break after, the, or you know, it been three weeks like that because in internationals, I think, uh, after the the Coventry game. But it's two contrasting games because obviously London City, they'd finished second the previous season. Um, very good team, really difficult to beat. Um, they they tonked us at home. Uh, we hadn't beaten them since they'd become London City. Uh, and then you had Coventry, who obviously had a great escape last year, last season, stayed up on the last day with the last kick, the free kick from um, Molly Green um, in the 97th minute. Although Watford should have had a penalty before that, so it should have been all over. But they they they'd stayed up, you know, a great turnaround, spirit to come back from them uh, with the points deduction and everything. And then they'd in the summer kind of got backwards, where they'd gone switched to a hybrid model where they'd lost all the key players and they'd had to rebuild a team as well. So kind of two contrasting opening games. And obviously we went to London city. Um, and it was, it was a, it was a game where it was all about like 20 minute spells 
where they were great for tw- all over us for 20 minutes and then we were all over them for 20 minutes and they just kept going backwards and forwards. Um, but we picked up a, a great 1-0 win, you know, to... And I, so I'm kind of going to brush, skip over the games a bit because we're going to be talking about favourite games and stuff and I don't want to repeat ourselves at any point. Um, but, you know, we we, it, we we played some scintillating football when at times, you know, they were, as I say, London City are very good and they were, they were all over us and there's times where we were just sublime um, and for a team that it was their first competitive game together, um, it was, you know, a, a, a great performance to go there to win to keep a clean sheet as well. Um, it was just a superb start for us, and then we consolidated it a week later with um, playing Coventry at home, and we beat them three nil. And reality is, when you when you look at the Sheffield United end up being the mate nil not long a few weeks later. We, we we should have been more, really. I mean, we, we dominated that game from start to finish. And um, it's probably the most dominant game of football I've ever seen, to the point where, I don't know if you remember, because it took us ages to break them down. That's the problem. We were all over them. But it wasn't until just before half-time that we got the breakthrough. Um, because they were just... It was just all that defence. And they'd done so much of nothing that we scored. And then from the kickoff before the full half-time whistle went, they took a shot from the halfway line, I think purely just to have registered some form of shot. Um, and we ended up going up to win 3-0. And it was, you know, a game where we some of our fans missed out because it ended up being a Saturday evening game and the, the people were, uh, were at the, the Man City game for the men. Um, so a few people missed out. So there's a few issues with that. But I actually thought it was a great atmosphere, uh, for, you know, for an evening game. Actually, quite fun uh, in that. But, you know, it, it was just two two wins, two clean sheets, four goals, two very contrasting team, opposition teams' performances. But you know, here we are, and we, we've we've got this excitement of the, this this squad we've built, these internationals, and all the other players that have come in. Say Fran, who's like two times Golden Glove winner, I believe, and you know, and all this, you know, the talk that we we got a promotion and everything, and here we are, two games in, two wins. It's our best start we've made to us this season in this league. And we're top of the table. Uh, and the Birmingham game being... We, we picked up a couple of niggles, a couple of injuries. So um, it was kind of handy that we we didn't play the, the Birmingham game, I think, probably at that time. Although the way it worked out in the end anyway. But um, but yeah, you know, we got to sit at the top of the table for like a couple of weeks as well. And it, few you know, two games in, it's kind of the perfect start really for us. Yeah, and um, it was the first game against London City. It was a great performance, as you say. It was it. It was both teams had their spells, didn't they? Where they looked like they like were going to run away with the game, and then the other team would come back into it and then dominate. It was a really good quality game. I mean, as good as I've ever seen, actually, um, for both teams to put that sort of performance in. It was a it was incredible standard. I mean, I remember saying the next day when I was talking to people about it, I was saying, I don't think I've seen that higher standard of football in the championship ever, you know. Um, and then when you think of, you know, Bristol City and Birmingham, this that sort of su- supports the fact that I think that it's, a, it's the toughest league now that it's ever been. The quality's increased so much over the last three or four years. So, but yeah, it was a great performance. Um, Izzy got the winning goal and um, looked fantastic on that left side. She was so dangerous. Um, they couldn't handle her at all. And then... Um, 
the Coventry game. Yeah, it was a weird one, wasn't it? Because there was a lot of people that couldn't make it coming back from Man City. But it was a seven o'clock. It was due to be at Sellers, I think. Then it was moved to Hayes Lane. And then they it was a Saturday night, a seven o'clock kickoff. Um, and, um, I mean, we, we were all saying how brilliant we looked and how well we played. But actually, when you think how poor Coventry were over the season, you know, it would have been, um, you'd expect us to look really good against them at that point, especially. Uh, you know, they were they really didn't have much of a team. They Most of their new players came in around, around the new year. So, um, you know, and as you say, they lost 8-0 to Sheffield United not long afterwards. So... Three 0 It should have been more. We, you know, we, we, you know, we did find it difficult to break them down because they just sat back and they just looked, had one forward who was, as you say, shooting from the halfway line at one point. And um, um, but yeah, I mean, I just think um, I just wonder whether or not that Coventry game um, was a little bit misleading as and gave us made me. I don't know if it made us overconfident or made us look better than we really were because they were so poor. I'm not sure because we certainly. Um, um, Came back down to earth a bit late, you know, um, as you say, I think it was three weeks later when we played Southampton. Um, and actually, Southampton deserved to win that game, I thought. I thought they could have scored four or five. I thought defensively, we looked all over the place against them. Um, and that was at Sellers Park, I think, wasn't it, Mike? Do you remember that one? Yeah, well, that's where I was going to be moving on to next. So, um, when games resumed, uh, our next couple of games, we had to say we were at Sellers Park for um, Southampton at home and then we went to, to Blackburn and it was the, Southampton was the first signs of actually maybe the season isn't going to be what we thought it was uh, you know we had a record crowd at that time so it was a record crowd of uh, uh, it was 1,848 I believe um, so there's a record attendance at that time, and you know Southampton newly promoted. I think that they 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 drew they lost the opening day at the Charlton. I mean they come up obviously they come up they won won the league and they won the playoff to get promoted. Um, we knew they'd I think they probably spent the most out of any team in the summer from what we'd heard anyway budget wise and stuff. They they you know they'd really backed the team, but even so the the, the core of what was playing was the team that had come up. Um, very well, you know, very well organised team, and it turns out obviously they, that first half of the season was phenomenal for them. Um, they were like third by Christmas. Um, so, but at that time, you know, they they had one point on the board because uh, they drew. They then drew after losing the Charlton. They then drew, uh, I think, with Lewis um, yeah. and two all. So, you know, one point on the board where there was six, and we're at home, we're at Celeste Park, and and as you say, then we go and. We lose two one, um, but could consider more. We were one 0 down. I think within like eight minutes, um, and we started to see the problem that would then become the recurring theme for the next few months, which was just the pace killing us at the back with just balls through and just getting caught out time and time again. Um, you know, so we've ended up losing two one, but we then went to Blackburn and. We beat them 3 1. Uh, we were 3 0 up by half time. Husey, and I know you've watched Lyrical about it, uh, about her performance, <laughs> but she scored a hat trick in the first yeah. half, and we were absolutely all over them. Then the second half, they, they, they score a penalty, which was never a penalty. Um, but we're back to winning ways, and we've got three wins out of four, and we're like in the top three, I think, at that time. It might have been second. Um, 
you know, and it, it kind of was the end of uh, the idea of us being a promotion chasing team. It kind of after that, that was like the first bracket where we, we you know we had those results, you know, good performances, but except for the Southampton one, um, wins, goals scored, you know, and it's say right up the top of the table. Um, and then it kind of changed from there. But at that point, it looked like maybe Southampton was just a blip and we got ourselves back on track with the Blackburn game. Um, so at that point, I think still it was reasonable splits on the pitch. I'm going to mention in a minute as I start moving to the next phase where things are starting to unravel off the pitch from what we were finding out. But at that point, still feel like the Southampton game aside, it was, it was still reasonably high-spirited, feeling amongst everybody wouldn't you say I think so yeah I mean especially that Blackburn away performance I mean everyone seemed to gel and were happy it's not an easy place to go I mean Blackburn not easy to beat and a lot of teams found that this season and um, so yeah I mean everything seemed to be on track didn't it you could argue that the Southampton game might have been a blip Um, but you know, three three wins out of the first four games, basically, and 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 um, everything everything looked quite good, didn't it? Um, we did hear. I think it was just before that Birmingham game was postponed. I think we were due, we were due to go to Birmingham, and it was postponed in the end um, because of the Queen dying. But um, I think it was before that that we heard that the Palace players had, were moving out of the academy as their main. I think I think, I think they were still using, they were still using some of it, weren't they? But uh, yeah, sorry, Mike. I've just bloody said before we go to the off the off the off the oh. pitch stuff. What you do, you just honestly, this is oh. I, mean, I thought we were doing. I thought we were doing a chronological. I thought we were doing a chronological. I've kind of. I was going to do a summary part because it kind of leads into the next stage of the thing. <laughs> we're so well organised, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, well, I am. You're just you're just there carting off all the stuff all the time, honestly. Oh, I'm just getting you're the credit. The for, I'm getting the credit for it. And you walk out and go, and the winner is, and someone's not even mentioned who the nominations are yet. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. So um, no, on the on the pitch, everything looked good, and that three-one win at Blackburn just made us. I think you know, it made it look. We played really well in that first half, and. Uh, and uh, we looked like we were back um, after that little blip against Southampton. Yeah. And then you're going to talk about Bristol City away because I went to that in the cup and it was oh, it was a pretty appalling performance, I'm afraid. Um, but then they usually are against Bristol City. We never really have get anything from them at the moment. So, um, But that was the next game, wasn't it? Bristol City. And we lost 4-0 in the cup and it could have been a lot worse. Um and um, yeah, I mean, I just think that really made me think we're miles away from where they are. I mean, they were just so much more superior than us in every position, um, and they 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 gave us a bit of a footballing lesson, really, Bristol City in that game. So that was sort of when we started thinking we haven't got. That was that was when I realised that we we did we as 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 much as we've got really good footballers at the back. We didn't have that defender that we needed to that dominant defender to hold everything together. We needed an organizer in there and someone who's strong in the air and quick. And we didn't have that player. And that was that Bristol City four nil away was when I came away thinking that's that just shows that you can't you can't go away from home and 
and compete if you're going to concede goals so easily. And that's what we do. We just, you know, I mean, we had a weakened team out, to be fair, against Bristol City. You know, I say weakened, players that hadn't played that so far that season even as well. So, um, but at the same time, even the players that had been playing were awful. And um, in that game, it was just a tra- it's just awful. It could have been eight or nine. And the season before, it could have been eight or nine in the league as well when we lost there. So, um, yeah, we didn't learn anything, you know. Um, I remember I remember when we lost four, I think we lost four nil there the year before in the league. And I remember Dean coming over afterwards and he said, I promise you that won't happen again. And then the next <laughs> I almost I was looking for him at the end of that game thinking, I think you promised me we weren't going to do that again. And we lost four nil again, you know. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, that uh, Bristol City game was the one that I came away we had a long, long journey back thinking about that game, and and, I, and that's when I realised that we didn't have that defence. We you can't stay up if you're going to concede silly goals all the time, you know. So if you got, you can't go you can't go for promotion if you're going to concede goals so easily as we did. So I knew then that that was that was we weren't going to be challenging at the top at that point. It was obvious to me at that point. Um, so yeah, yeah. And that yeah. takes us into October, doesn't it? So yeah. Goodness, so would you stop talking? <laughs> <laughs> not only have you started saying the bit that I was then going to talk about, but you then jumped ahead of it and got on to the next bloody thing, and I haven't said the other bit yet. Oh, go on, then you say oh, it. Oh, Lord. Right. I'm going to try, try and get this shin at the shambles back on track. Sorry. <laughs> this is going to sound really professional. I'm going to sound like the audio version of when the, the Palace season review video used to come out on DVD, and now, now it's just gone right. Awful. Crap. Right. So, as I say, <laughs> A long time ago now, it feels. It, the Blackburn game feels like the trick. Basically, the, how I got it in my head? The season that we, the, the men came up, the, the, the 2013 season, 2012-2013, we started, didn't we? We started off with two losses in the league and destroyed by Bristol City in the Cup. And we had, we had a team that was missing players and we were going one way. And then... Doogie was able to convince Parrish finally that, that actually you have to sign players to be successful. Uh, and we brought in uh, Gabadon and Damo and Balassi and Moritz. And, you know, we played Sheffield Wednesday at home and we beat them 2 1. Um, and it was the turning point. That, like we'd moved that cluster from where we were a struggling team to all of a sudden, boom, here we go. And for me, this was the opposite of that. We'd started off with this team three wins out of four. All the hopes, you know, the belief that, you know, what, we, what we've done, that we, we can go up or we can at least push for it, be in contention for it. And f- four games in, the Southampton game looks like a blip and we're looking pretty decent and that it um, it could be, um, you know, it could be our season. However, things are starting to bubble behind the scenes. So we, as you say, we 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 got win by this point that having started at the academy that the players have been moved out of the academy and into the school cricket ground down the road, um, which was poor condition, poor everything. Um, which when you're a player who's come in in the summer and have been sold this dream of well, look, we're at the academy, this is where we're training the academy, you build academy, you know we're going to do this, we can do that. You're covered in all of a sudden, you know, a month later you're on a dried out crappy old cricket pitch, you know, it, it's got to be devastating. So they've been that. They've been the mess around with the grounds where we we didn't have a home ground officially because 
plans were changed. So as you say, it was listed the first. I think that the first five games were going to be at uh, Sellers Park, and then the Coventry game got changed, and thanks to old Pat, big old big Pat, um, nixing that, and then they had to keep changes. So all of a sudden, you know, there's uncertainty every game where we're going to be what ground is going to be at. Um, we'd had, oh, as you say, with of these these fitting players that come in, as you've mentioned, um, Fliss was injured at the time. I think it was a couple of games before she was available. Paige was injured, so as she wasn't available for, I think, a couple of months, it feels. I mean, I might be wrong on that, but I think there's a couple of months. Rihanna ended up not being available till January. Um, we'd, we'd picked up a couple of niggles. As I say, Chloe Alfred picked up a knock. Um, I think one or two others as well. And I think Molly Sharp had taken a, a blow at some uh, as well. And sort of a sudden, you're kind of looking at it, and there's little bits and pieces where this, you know, things perhaps what we thought was all great guns going ahead, going forward, weren't quite, you know, weren't quite there behind the scenes. Um, and as you say, we we go to. Bristol City in the, in the cup, and we got drawn in the group where we were the only all championship Conti Cup group. Um, we had Bristol City, Lewis, and Charlton. And so you're looking at it and you think, well, this is a great chance to um, qualify for the quarterfinals. And obviously, we've only done that once, and that was when it was bloody COVID. So none of us could go to the quarterfinal game when we narrowly lost to um, Leicester. Leicester. So you know, we're thinking. I look at it. I think this is a great. This is a great opportunity for us to to, to do that again. And if we go to Bristol City, and he, as you right, you say, it's a changed team. But we get obliterated. I mean, if it wasn't for Natalia Negri, made so many saves in that game. You know, as you say, if it had been ten nil, I don't think anyone could have complained about it. Um, and it was probably, as you say, the first first wake up call um, as we started October. Um. And October would prove to be a fairly, fairly disheartening month for us um, because we'd follow it up. We've uh, we'd played Sunderland at home, um, and we lost two 0 And Sunderland came, and I mean, I, I was full of praise at the time in their their planning and their their organisation of the game. But they 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 sat in. Um, were incredibly difficult to break down. Well, in fact, we couldn't. The amount of times it was just running along the edge of the box, we couldn't find a gap through. Um, and they caught us twice. You know, they caught us on the break on the counter, and um, we lose. We lose two nil. Um, you know, and at that point, Sunderland hadn't won a game yet. I think they only had like one point on board. Um, and then all of a sudden, we're back to Bristol City, and we go there and we lose three nil. Um, I think that time we got to half time at nil nil, or just before half time at one nil, and then I think we very quickly it was two and three nil in the second half, and um, we've sort of we've gone there twice in three games and conceded seven goals without scoring, um, and we'd gone three games without scoring, um, you know, and then we kind of we rounded off the month with we went to Durham, oh, dirty Durham, and we beat them one nil thanks to Fields, but. You know, France saved a penalty. Um, they had chances in that game. The first half, you know, it was it was a it was a, a gritty battling performance from us that was needed after we'd been kind of cut apart repeatedly. Um, you know, and if, 
for big three points, a, a clean sheet. But um, we were starting; to, it was starting to be the 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 the, the way of, of things, where you know we were getting caught on at the back, um, and we were just we were so vulnerable. And the, the, the goals were drying up, and even the shots were drying up, and it kind of it it, it ended the month on a reasonable note. But it been a, it was a poor month, really, for us, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, um, apart from the Durham game, which was a real battling performance, I mean, the effort the players put in, and they did they stood up to Durham. It's a hard place to go, and you got to really fight to get anything there and we, we stood up to them really well there it was a fantastic um committed performance um wasn't an awful lot of football played you know it was a scrap it really was a massive scrap but we came out we showed that we could stand up to that it was a, i felt really happy coming out of that because i saw a different side to palace than than i'd seen i thought yeah we've got a bit of steel in this team you know we can we can stand up to teams like durham um but apart from that yeah, and if you look at the goals that we conceded, you know, uh, uh, um, especially at ho- the two home games um, that that month, um, again, it was just pace. We we lack that pace at the back and breakaways, and we commit players forward because we do, we, you know, we, we we do go for it a bit, and, and and we do commit players forward. But then if we lose the ball, you know, I mean, we'll off our teams up the pitch then. We do, we are we are subject to the counter attack and 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 Sunderland proved that perfectly, didn't they, with their the way they played and then at the end of the month against Charlton they did that as well and you know one of their goals was a breakaway and one of them one of them was a breakaway that caught created a penalty, so it was um it was the same old problems you know and it and it was for most of the, that first half of the season when we were conceding goals it was just pace we just didn't have enough pace at the back and. Um, that really let us down, I think, really. But other than that, you know, that part, that first part of the season was so mixed. It's something, you know, it was no surprise that we got to the final game and we'd won 11 and lost, lost 10, you know. And I don't want to talk about the end of the season yet because you're going to have a go at me. <laughs> but it was almost like you could see it happening even back then. You know, we were so, one minute we were brilliant and the next minute we were, we were pretty poor. And and so there was no sort of in between, was there? Um, really, but yeah, I mean that Durham game was, was a standout. But we looked very, very vulnerable at the back, especially to to the counter attack. Yeah, yeah. I think, the thing, I think the worry was at this point we weren't looking brilliant at any point, um, and it kind of continued because we move into November. We had um, we only played a couple more games, so we we, we were back at Sellhurst to play Charlton. Um, Broke the record attendance again. This time it was 1,980, I think it was. Um, but lost 2-1. And we started the better team. We were pushing forward. And then we gifted them two goals. You know, um, just absolute gifts where we were just, again, they just threw balls, cut us open. Um, and we were turning it down. And, and Fliss got a great free kick second half um, to get us back in the game. Um and then we should have had a penalty, um, but we didn't get it. But, you know, we, we, we didn't really do anything else. Um, you know, and then the week a week later, well, because we had during this time, the Sheffield United game at home was rained off, which is probably a good thing, actually, when you look at it now. 
um, considering what we ended up getting result-wise in that game. Um, but that got rained off. We then played Lewis at home in the Conti Cup and got absolutely obliterated. We lost 4-1, but we were absolutely abysmal again. I think that was, you know, it was just the state. They were just, I mean, it's Lewis. I mean, they're, they're always they're a good, solid, decent team, but I mean, we shouldn't be losing 4-1 home to them and getting played off the park for 90 minutes. And we were. Um, you know, and it was concerning then because we didn't have to play them again in our next game away in the league. Um, having now all you know, that we're out the Conti Cup after two games in a group that we we're thinking, you know, we could be winning and going through. Um, and yeah, we, we've 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 gone there, and thankfully we, we've won one nil in what turned out to be the last game of the year because um, the FA Cup game with Watford ended up being postponed because of the snow, and um, I think we had one other game as well. The Charlton game had to be moved back because of the snow as well. So. Um, you know, yeah. So we we went to Lewis, and again, it was a one nil win, um, much needed points. Um, but we scored a really scrappy goal for Kirsty. Other than that, um, it was you know again we didn't really do anything that much else, and it was kind of a back to the wall smash and grab really to to round off our year. And at this point in time, it's starting to look very concerning. Yeah, that Lewis game, we relied on Fran again. And um, we all thought that Polly had scored because the, it was up the other end and they announced it that Polly Doran had scored. And then um, it was only afterwards, I think, that we realised it was Kirsty who scored the goal. And we were all singing, like, Polly's name and everything, you know, for about 90 minutes, for the rest of the game, you know, on the basis that we thought she'd scored. And it wasn't even her. So but it, was a re- it was a bit of a scramble. Yeah, it was sort of knocked on... The goalkeeper sort of dropped it and then Polly sort of got in front of the keeper and it sort of bounced off her and it went along the line and then Kirsty just smashed it in from about one yard. And and um, again, you know, Fran was outstanding. I mean, most of those one nil away wins is, is because Fran's made two or three unbelievable saves that, that have won us the points, really. Um, they are smashing grabs to a degree, but, you, you, you know, Fran's part of our team and... And uh, and she saved us on many occasions this season. So, yeah, it was a really funny end to the to the year, and you know, disappointing in a way because you know we started really well and we had this, all this optimism with all these players. We hadn't seen some of them um, because of injury, like you say. You know, Paige really, to be fair, Paige hasn't really had a run all season. You know, and um, certainly that early stage, hard. You know, she was injured for a long time, and then we never saw Rihanna. Uh, Brianna Dean wasn't available until after Christmas, New Year. So, yeah, it was just, and then we lost Sibs, didn't we? So when you think of all those things, it was a bit of, a, and we changed the team around a lot as well. And even though we, even when we looked good and we we'd won a game, like even early, right at the beginning of the season, you know, the next there was no sort of continuity. You know, there was there was no, the players must have been thinking it. Hang on a minute, and then we, you know, we started playing players out of position with Cole at the back. I don't, I think, I can't remember when that first happened. It might have been after the new year, but there were so many decisions that I was thinking, gosh, you know, um, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. It was really odd, and I don't know if it's because of injuries and stuff that we didn't know about, so we had to, we were forced into making some changes, and we might have had people on the bench that weren't actually fit, but they were just on the bench anyway. So to us, it looks like someone's not in the team who could be fit, but maybe they were injured. It's really difficult without knowing who's injured and who's not, but there was a lot of changes. 
Um, uh, and uh, we never had that stability of the team sort of, you know, keeping the same formation and team and everything. Just, there's just lots of changes all the time, really. So I, I, I found it quite a frustrating season, really, because I think there were players that weren't playing or out of position. I was thinking that's not helping us, you know, having that player on the bench or that player out of position is not helping us at all. Um, so I, I was getting a bit frustrated, you know, um, as we went into the new year around that, really, in it. We'll talk about the Coventry game shortly, but that was the one that culminated in me thinking, what is going on here? You know, um, we were playing players all over the place. I couldn't, I couldn't quite believe it. You know, we had players all over the place, really, that weren't in their proper position. So, yeah, it was it was frustrating end of the year. Um, I think you're right about Sheffield United. I mean, thank goodness that was, that was called off because when we beat them, I thought that, that was... I thought we played... I thought we, you know, like we'll talk about that when we played them uh, later on, but... I think, yeah, sometimes the account, you know, postponed game helps us out a little bit. I think they wanted it postponed at the time because they had a couple of key players out as well. That's what we'd heard. Um, I really wanted to get a photo of Neil Redfern, actually. <laughs> but I didn't manage to do that. And then by the time we played him again, he'd gone. He'd left at Christmas, so he wasn't their manager anymore. So that didn't happen. But I really wanted to get a photo of Neil Redfern. I loved him as a player. He was a great player for us. So, yeah, but frustrating end to the season, wasn't it? And... Um, I mean, if you had to sum up the first half of the season marks out of 10, what would you give it, Mike? Oh, that's tricky. Uh, I'll come back to that. I think the thing is, I think the thing is for me, as you say, we, we'd... By this point, we the first three or four... The first two games, the same team played. And then we started to tinker with it. Um, and then after Backburn, it felt like... I think the thing is, when you look back at it, I think a lot of it, when you look at how many players have made, you know, Annabelle played virtually every game and stuff like that. You know, there's a few other players with quite a high number of appearances. They probably didn't, at least selection-wise, change as much as we felt it did, in certain areas anyway. But obviously, Sibs had come, you know, had turned into this this amazing winger who looked like she was going to absolutely tear up the league and then done her ACL. So we lost her. Uh, towards the end of the, the the year, we lost Amy uh, out for about six weeks, I think. Um, so that was another blow. Um, but we just... Yeah, that's the thing. We, we kind of... We started seeing to be changing it all the time. And when you looked at it, you could never work out what the formation was. Um, it was it was never really clear who was where. Um, it was yeah. It just started to become a bit of a mess. And the thing was, we you know, I mean, one game we had, I think we had a, a cent, we had a central midfielder at right back, a right back at centre back, a central midfielder at centre back, a central midfielder at left back, and an attacking midfielder at holding midfield. You know, and it was funny enough we lost that game. Um, <laughs> You know, and we just started, it just started to look like we had no idea anymore what we, you know, we, what we, we were going to work. But once you start having, and you see it a lot of time for, for any team, when you start getting a run of difficult results, difficult performances, and you need to change it, but you change it and it still doesn't work. After a while, you start to, no matter what you do, doesn't work because you, it's, you, you it's, it gets hard. You get into that rut, don't you? And it started to feel like that where, we just didn't know how to to kind of um, stop the slide that we were on. And the thing was, we were we were playing 
effectively, like when you when you looked at it, we had two centre backs. We were playing the back four. You're playing two centre backs, of which one was a rock was AJ, who you know is not a centre back. Bless her for all, all as much as she works her socks off and gives everything to the team, all her passion. She's never been a centre back, um, and has played there for three years. You know, and it, so it, it was. We had her, and, and and it rotated kind of who was with her. Um, but they were playing, and then yet our fullbacks were so high up the pitch. And this was why we constantly conceded the same types of goal over and over again, where we were just getting caught on the counter, and it was either they're scoring or Frams having to dig us out. Because the fullbacks are so high that all you had to do was play a ball that split the two defenders, either over the top or through them, two centre backs, and you were through. And teams did it time and time again because our fullbacks were in the other half of the pitch, so they were never getting back. And our centre backs were so high up and didn't have the pace to recover. So it was just, we were, it was just, you know, we were conceding the same types of goal. And the problem was we weren't scoring anymore. And as I say, you know, our, our two, after Blackburn, we won two games for the rest of the year and they were 1 0 wins, but we scored with effectively pretty much our only shot on target in both games, you know, and we had gotten to a rut where for both watching the men and the women, it got really difficult as a Palace fan because you're never seeing any shots. No, you know, you're watching 90 minutes of football for both teams where your team creates hardly anything. But we looked like we were all over, again, for both teams because for the men's team, we just, our centre-backs passed around the back repeatedly. So it looked like we had a load of possession. And, then, and for us, we had it more in midfield. We moved the ball around midfield. But for both teams, once we got towards the um, opposition box, nothing happened, you know. And so it was starting to get um, very concerning because we were just so vulnerable, so easy to score against. And then we weren't creating anything. And the fact is, is if you're not having shots, you can't score goals. And if you don't score any goals, you ain't winning. And when you you know, when you're not keeping clean sheets, which thankfully Fran was still getting a couple for us, but you know, you, you, you're, go, you're only going one way and, and we were suddenly, our, our, our goal difference was taking a bit of a peltering and we're, we're dropping down the table and by this point we were already out of promotion contending, you know, from, a, it wasn't that long ago that we were thinking, you know, our post, after Blackburn game, we were still well and truly in the, in the, the mix for that. And here we are, you know, what, five games later, six games later, and we're, we're mid-table and already, because of what this league is like, promotion isn't going to happen. Um, and all of a sudden, you're starting to look over your shoulder. So it's kind of hard. How would I rate it out of 10? I suppose in the end, you'd have to say, and this is sound harsh, you'd have to say an average of a five because I'd say, you know, the, the four games in, you're looking at a, a nine out of 10 season nearly, you know, 9 out of 10 out of those first four games. But then the, the next cluster, even though there's two wins in there, because they were literally score of your only shot, Fran make a ton of saves, nicking the results. We, they weren't great performances. The gritty, really gritty one at Durham, much needed real, you know, but like we were playing like, you know, the we were playing like the team when you're in the men's game, and you're going to play Man City away or United away, you know, and you go there hoping to try and nick something. And we were doing that against 
and without, again, without the disrespect, but you know, against Lewis, who we shouldn't be doing that against. Or when you look at Durham, even though they're still a decent team, the season that they've had, you know, we 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 shouldn't really be having that kind of game against them. So the second half of it, you know, you you're looking at after Blackburn, you're looking like a three out of ten type season. So I think at that point, I'd probably give us a five, five and a half, maybe a six, just to be generous, because on paper we had those wins in there. But I, I think it'd be hard to rate it higher than that, Phil. I don't know about yourself. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I think, you know, some after some games, you think, wow, you know, what a team we've got there and we're playing some great football. And and then there's just no consistency. And I think a lot of that was to do with the team changes. I think after those first few games, there was a lot of t- changes to the team for lots of reasons, probably. I don't know. We don't know all of them, of course. Um, some players were not playing. Um whether they were injured, dropped, or or whatever was going on, I don't know. But we had players on the bench um, that had played well earlier in the season and that weren't getting games. And then we had players that come in, like for example, Shauna. Well, I know she had a little bit of an injury, but um, against Blackburn, she ran that game. You know, the reason we won three one away at Blackburn wasn't just Hughes's hat trick; it was also Shauna's performance. Saw glimpses of a superstar to be there, and she never really had another run proper run in the team and um after that and then um so yeah I think you come away from some games thinking wow that was an eight out of nine eight or nine out of ten and then a week later it was like you know losing it over to like four one to Lewis or something and you're just thinking oh my god you know this is like a three out of ten so yeah I think sort of I think it's a five wasn't it really I mean it was just so inconsistent you know um, that you know, yeah, five out of ten, I'd say definitely. I mean, frustrating, I would call it as well, you know, because we showed glimpses of what, how good we could be, but on other occasions, you know, defensively especially, we were all over the place and relied on Fran so much. Um, I think I read somewhere recently that she had the mo- made the most saves out of the whole division or something. So, yeah, that, that tells you everything, doesn't it? Yeah, I think they. Um... That was announced more than once throughout the season that she was <laughs> yeah. leading, the, leading the amount of saves. Yeah, not um, surprising. This isn't, isn't surprising, really. Um, so, yes, obviously, we're then going into January. Uh, we've got the FA Cup because that had been postponed, uh, which I was glad about because I couldn't make it originally because um, I was ill. Um, so we had the FA Cup to look forward to with Watford at home. Um, we knew that we still had to play the the annoying dead rubber game against Charlton in the the Conti Cup, but we knew that was dead for us. That we weren't we were out of that. But we had the hopes of a, of a cup run, and then um, could we, um, you know, kind of sort ourselves out and and kick on in the league? So going into the new year, obviously the transfer window opens, and we're thinking, right, you know, will we make a couple of additions? We weren't sure because obviously we, with all the business we've done in the summer. And the cost and everything, um, but and obviously at this point, uh, Paula had left as GM, uh, and her replacement was well, they were <laughs> terrible uh, and completely uninterested. Unfortunately, so there's issues there. Um, but at the same time, you know, we needed to if we wanted we needed something to happen because, um, you know, if we if we wanted to be uh, sorting out our season, we, we can't. At the time, you looked at it and thought, "Well, we need a change." And if we if we're not getting that change in what we had, then perhaps some fresh legs is what's going to do it. 
Um, so we were coming back and we had, say, two cup matches to go. We had, we had Watford in the, in the FA Cup and then the Charlton game um, before the league season would return. Um, so kind of start with the cup. So we did the two cup games. We played Watford and we were brilliant. We played them off the park uh, for a lot of their game. We beat them 5-1. Um, and it wasn't really until uh, Bianca came on for them that they caused a threat. Although I felt in the first half, I thought they should have had two penalties. I thought we got away with two right late on. It had been under, you know, it had been against a run of play, but I felt the referee messed up for Watford there, to be honest with you. But it was a great performance in the 5 1. And you're thinking, you know, I know Watford are in the league below, but they're, they're flying in the league. Um, it had the potential to be a real banana skin for us, given our form. So, when you added that with the fact that we'd beaten Lewis just before Christmas, you're thinking, well, here we go. And then we go to Charlton midweek for that, that dead rubber game, lose 2-0. Ellie Noble gets injured. I think her ACL, she's out for the season, so we lost another player. I think Kirsten Riley was carrying a knock. Um, and it kind of set, set the tone back in for where we actually really were um, at that point. Um we then got into the into the next two league games, um, of which you've got London City come to to Hayes and turn us over five nil, and um, we were just I mean they were the, we both said it was the, the best team that's played us this season, best performance. And at that point in time, for me, they were going up. Um, they, they were you know, um, and then once again out we you know we not we had a shot again. Um, no goals. Our goal difference is taking another hammering. Um, and so you're thinking, you know, well, actually, <laughs> maybe where is where earlier on in the season we're saying the Southampton game, perhaps that was a blip. Now we're thinking, well, was the Watford game the false dawn? Um, and not helped by the fact of we then go to Coventry, who at that point in time haven't won a single game. Uh, I don't think they even had a point. Um, and I mean, I put I bet on us to lose because I thought that's the most Palace thing ever is to 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 lose to the team that are, you know, halfway into the season and haven't even got a single point on the board yet. And we go out there, we lose three uh, two with the same issues. And they had they'd in the they'd gone heavy in in January window of recruitment. They they brought in about another I think like eleven players or something like that, you know, and some decent players, a lot from the WSL and everything, and um. You know, and they go and beat us three two, and all of a sudden you're looking at him thinking we are we are we're banging trouble here. Um, and just one, just to round off the month, we then you know FA Cup we're against old Dirty Durham again um, away, but obviously we've beaten them one nil up there, and we got then we lose three nil. Um, so you know January started off with a five one romp, and then we lost four games in a row of which we only scored two goals and that was in one game and we conceded 13. So we're coming out of January um, and just we'll focus off the pitch in a moment, but just feel for your view on the pitch. It was a pretty awful month for us after the Watford game. Yeah, it was pretty awful, wasn't it? We really missed Amy ever at the back, um, her composure and, um, we looked a mess. Um, we panicked. We looked all over the place. And um, so, yeah, missing Amy 
um, didn't help. Um, yeah, it was a really poor period of, of I mean, that that Coventry United away game, you know, the three goals we conceded there summed up how we were playing at that time. Giving the ball away in silly positions, leaving ourselves open at the back. I mean, you know, to concede three goals to Coventry, I mean, is is unbelievable, really. And and um, yeah, it was just appalling defending. We gave, we gifted them the goals. I mean, one of them was from our throwing. We just threw it and then gave it to them. You know, they ran through and scored. It was just, it was just incredible. And um, so yeah, it was a really, really bad. I mean, we were saying, we were saying, if we're not careful here, we're gonna get, we could be caught up in the relegation battle, you know, because we were slipping down that table, weren't we? Do you remember us talking like that about about how how we might get caught up as it, you know, we needed, we couldn't see where the next win was coming from, could we? At that point, no, absolutely, and I, I was going to get to that um, shortly because it kind of ties in with um, the next game, I believe. So, obviously, as I say, we were we were hoping for fresh blood. Uh, to come in, pep up the team. And what actually happened was we saw Kirsty Barton leave and four days later rock up at Lewis. Um, Claire Peplo left and then a few couple, within two days, I think, was at Southampton. Um, and Charlie Clifford left. Uh, she went down to... I can't remember where she went to now. I know she went down a couple of weeks, but I mean, she hadn't really played throughout the anyway. Brain tree or something. Brain, brain, brain tree or something like that. Can't, I can't remember now. Billericay, yeah. perhaps? Billericay, that's it. I, I think that's it, yeah. yeah. For some yes. reason, the way you just said Billericay, I was suddenly thought of Ricky from his <laughs> 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 uh, Oh, dear. Yeah, I think it was... Uh, yeah, I, I, to be honest, I think she wasn't getting much football for us and I think she wanted to play, didn't she? So I don't blame her for leaving. Kirsty's one was a bit weird because... I really thought Kirsty was a fantastic player, and her dad's a massive Palace fan. She's a Palace fan, you know. And I, I just think um, I don't know what happened there, but it was really odd because she scored against Lewis, and then she was getting some games, and she was looking good, playing well, was very versatile, um, could play in a number of positions. And then the next thing, as you say, like it's really weird. Like it was like four days later, you know, she's left us by mutual consent. And then, and then four days later, she's holding a Lewis shirt. And I'm thinking, well, what's going on here? You know, it was all very strange. Yeah. Michael Tully thinks it was Epsley that Charlie... Epsley. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. not Rick Um <laughs> But yeah, no, it was, you know, and the thing is, so, so as you say, because Kirsty was playing in the games leading up to it and then just didn't play it feature at all at the start of the, of the year and then and left. And, the fact it's, it, it it bugs me that um, she's turned up at Lewis within a couple of days because for me I'm looking at it and thinking that's we we it's obviously a mutual termination was agreed, um, but you kind of think we could have if Lewis it, it kind of feels like I don't know whether the club knew like they were happy for, to let you know they were happy to let her go and and for that she's going to go elsewhere or what because you kind of feel like we've, we've missed out here on the, on like a, a little bit of money a bit of transfer fee or something you know we kind of we've ended up giving Lewis a player for free um, and it just it, it didn't really feel right because you're thinking well it if you're leaving are you leaving because actually you've already lined up another team and then you've asked to leave on a different reason you know what I mean there's a lot of stuff around it but um, but we were three players down from the squad on top of the injuries that we had and we brought absolutely nobody in. 
Um, so you kind of we, we've got to the end of January, and you're looking at it and thinking, well, we've spent all year, all month getting tonked. We even lost to the worst team, who turned out to be the worst team in the history of the championship since its, it's revamp. Um, you know, we've, we've barely scored. We're shipping goals left, right, and centre. We're slipping down the table. We're now in a possible relegation battle. We're running out of players, and we haven't brought anyone in. And I, 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 for me, it was very alarming. Um, as you say, you know, with the stuff all behind the scenes as well that, that were going on, and you're kind of thinking, you know, this this is supposed to be a possible, you know, our, our glory season or of sorts, and here we are, um, right in in the mire of it, and and that even went into the next game to a degree because our next game was in a, a two 0 loss away to Southampton at St Mary's, and they, I mean they they'd had a great. Uh, season uh, up to that point, um, you know. But we went there and we we, we lost two 0 again. You know, no goals. Our goal difference for us getting worse and worse by the by the game. Um, but this was the next turning point uh, because the, the formation changed and we switched in this one to the the, the three at the back. Well, I think we kind of played. It adapted because we we were doing like it's like the two at the back, and then the three in front of the two, um, and then it, and then forward from there. But then we we kind of ended up becoming a, a solid three at the back in the end. Um, but the performance was much better, and it was it was late goals in both halves from Southampton that won it for them. Um, but you could see for the first time that we looked a different team. Uh, to what we had been doing in the previous games, because we weren't just losing games, but we were well and truly deservedly losing games. We just we were, we were, were poor, to be honest with you, and we were really in trouble. Um, but yeah, I think for me, and don't go any further in this game, so don't get carried away. <laughs> but just at this, with the, including this game, I feel this point was it was the end of that horror spell, and this game, even though the result wasn't the right result performance wise. Was the was the the, the 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 start of the new dawn, as it were? Wouldn't you say? I think so. I think that Southampton away game was when Amy came back in from her injury. I think the week before in the FA Cup um, against Durham, when we lost three 0 up at Durham in the cup, I think we had a couple of players coming back that could have probably played in that game. But I think knowing what Durham are like and how physical, yeah, they, 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 I they don't think we, yeah, I don't think we wanted to chance those. So I think it was a Southampton game, if I recall correctly, that Amy came back in and we did look much better. Um, and it was a, for the first goal right at the end of the first half was a really great move actually. Um, slices up open and they right through the middle, which is you know you shouldn't be. You shouldn't you shouldn't be able to be passed through the middle of your defence. But we we were and anyway they scored a really good goal. And then right at the end, you know we're one nil down and we got two forwards on. We got we got both Molly and um, Hughesy both playing in the middle up front actually like playing playing off each other. And we had we had the ball at the back and we we're messing around <laughs> messing around with it at the back. When there's literally about two minutes left of added time, and I'm thinking. Okay bloody thing up the pitch you're not going to and, we, and then we gave the ball away on the edge of our box and it was 2-0 and I'm thinking why sometimes you just have to go long you've got two minutes left of added time you've got two big centre forwards up there just take a chance and smash it up there and see if it, you might get the right bounce anything could happen and you could get an equal but I don't know what we're doing we're messing around at the back and then we and gave it away and that was it 
Um, I think Amy gave a really poor ball to, um, I think, Fields and then got caught in possession. And then they just ran through and scored. It was ridiculous and so frustrating because we actually did look better. We played better in that game. Um, first half especially, they changed they changed their formation at half time and put an extra player in midfield, and it stopped us because we, we our midfield was dominating that first half um, uh, for long periods. I mean, Southampton played well; they were a good team. They scored a really good first goal, but um, we gave them the second goal. And sometimes you just think you, common sense tells you you got literally ninety seconds left. Get the thing up the pitch, you know. <laughs> and we're just still messing around, p- passing it around at the back, and I can't never get my head around it i mean if we're confident and we can do it great you know do it all the time but not in the last minute when you've got to get the ball up the pitch just get it up there <laughs> so it's frustrating but yeah yeah um i think amy coming back in that game you could just see us looking we'd started to look a better team and more confident in the, in our passing because she got she does give us that calmness at the back uh, amy she's she's a really you know really good influence at the, uh, the way she plays yeah Absolutely. Um, and it was the start of us playing the same players, the same line generally. You know, the, we, consistency was what came after this because you knew what our lineup was. You generally knew what the 11 was. Um, and it benefited us. Um, we'd finally found that kind of formula. Um, and and one of the key things was in the end was in fields, we found what we, we'd been lacking was we, we we hadn't solved the the defensive midfielder riddle up until that point. You know, Kai Arthur played there, Kirsten Riley played there, Coral would somehow played there for like four or five games. It just you know we we didn't know what to do with it, and and Phil's filled that role and filled it perfectly. Um, and Amy came in and you know solidified the defence, um, and we we built that base from the back. But this is the thing, right? At the time, so after the Southampton game, we were eighth. We had 15 points from 12 games. Uh, we'd been on 15 points since the Lewis win. So we'd been on 15 points since December. Um, and he had Coventry were bottom with three points. And then Sheffield United were 11th with eight points. Sunderland had 13 and Blackburn had 14. So you know, we, 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 we our next couple of games we had two home games. One of them was a game a game in hand. I think we only went one playing that weekend. But we played we had Durham at home and then Sheffield United at home. And I was looking at it and thinking, granted it was ridiculous as it sounds, because Coventry were twelve points behind us. But you know, they 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 should have beaten Bristol City the week before they beat us. They then beat us. Um they lost the following week, but I think it was narrowly. But with the players that they brought in, and the the, the, the fact that they start to look a bit, you know, they're starting to look a better team. You're thinking, well, they can get a couple. You know, they've done it once already. They can get a couple of results. Start getting a couple of results. That gap can cut quite quickly. And if we were looking at it, because if if we lost our next game against Durham, and Sheffield United won, which I think they did, um, then. If we then lost to Sheffield United, they'd be like a point behind us, you know, and and we we could all of a sudden we we could we we could have been the only team above Coventry, and right in the trouble. Um, and at that point, Southampton were fourth on twenty-two points, so they were seven points ahead of us. And there's a reason I'm mentioning that because it's quite important later on. Um, 
so we were. I was worried. Maybe people. I'm sure plenty of people say that be over the top about being worried, but I, I was worried because, as I say, we'd we'd seen Coventry what had overturned the previous season, um, and you know, as I say, the, the the amount of investment they'd done in the in the the window, um, they were. You, you felt they were going to start picking up points, um, and then when you looked at us, and we we couldn't get any points. I mean, we hadn't had a point, single point yet in the start of the year. We couldn't stop conceding goals. We couldn't score goals. We couldn't have shots. Um, you know, you kind of think we, we, we're struggling for, for depth of players. You know, I, I, was, I was generally worried. Generally worried. Um, and then Dirty Durham came to town. And we, we, we put in a really good performance. It was a one nil win. Um but unlike the one nil win away where it was like a smash and grab, we were we were a much better much better team in this game. And you know, we, we looked we could have had more. Um we just looked more solid, uh, a lot more creative. Um and it was just a really good win. Uh and we it's just what we needed because it not only was it, you know, a clean sheet and three points and a goal, but it was a performance where we should take you know spirit and belief from it, um, and 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 we did. And then the following week, Sheffield United came to town and we beat them two one. Um, and again, it was a it was a decent performance that their goal shouldn't have counted, but you know that they it made it one all. We were one nil up, and then they made it one all, and um. It had been easy to, you know, because they were under Jonathan Morgan. They they were looking to kick on, um, new manager bounce, and it had been easy for us to crumble. And we, you know, we end up going. Coral scores the winner, um, and we go and beat them two one. And all of a sudden, six points in two games, and we we've gone from fifteen points, which we'd sat on for 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 ages for weeks, to twenty one points, and no longer any threat of relegation whatsoever. Um, and starting to move up, look up the table a little bit as to, you know, perhaps actually we can what we can move on for decent finish. Um, and so yeah, so February ended up, ended up being you know it's only two games, but it was a, a hell of a key month for us, or three games, but ended up being a hell of a key month for us um, as we set up the, the the rest of the season field. Don't know about yourself. Yeah, and do you remember when we were talking like last season about we never we couldn't. I think last season we did the double over Durham, but we couldn't beat Sheffield. We never beaten Sheffield United. We never beat Durham. Do you remember? Yeah. Um, and now we're playing those teams and actually not only are we beating them, but we're looking a much better team as well. So that goes to show the progress we've made, I think, as well, because um, those were teams that realistically we we, we couldn't beat. Um, we just weren't good enough. But now we would be disappointed, I think, if we didn't beat those teams because... You know, we've done the we've done a double over over um, both of them. So, I think you know those those games sort of to me they they sort of tell me more about our progress over the last couple of years. You know, um, when we're playing teams like that now and we're and we're beating them and deservedly beating them as well. Um, so yeah, I think um, I think um, I think February was like no coincidence. And I know I said it earlier about Amy coming back in against Southampton. No coincidence that we looked we look a much better team with Amy at the back there starting because she just gives us that calmness. You know, there's no panic; it's all calm. 
Um, she takes the ball under pressure and she can, you know, generally she her distribution is very good. So, um, and I think that just really helps. I just think it makes a massive difference. So it's no coincidence that our form changed when she was fit again after that six weeks of absence. So, yeah, I think February was like a turning point in our season um, when um, we looked started looking up the table instead of like down the table. Yeah, it's definitely... Um, it definitely uh, made made it a much uh, better end to the season without the worry of, of whether or not Coventry could have a bit of a run again and catch us. Definitely, yeah. Well, then you had uh, Bristol City came to the town, our old friends, um, at a time when they were, with, with, less, with London City losing their manager, Bristol City were now in the driver's seat for promotion. Um, and obviously, other than that, the, the first game of last season when we beat them 4-3, Every game since had been a loss bar one, which had been a, a draw in the Conti Cup last year, which we lost in penalties. Um, but these games were generally a drubbing to nil. And uh, on the score, on, on paper, this, this was, we lost 3-0. But it was it was a much better performance. And we were more than holding our own. We were more than in the game. And then their first goal, we, we said at the time, shouldn't have counted. It was a blatant dive in the box. It should have been a free kick. Not only was it a dive, but then they she took out Rihanna in the process. Um, so it should have been a free kick to us. It wasn't. They score. Um, and then right on half time, they score a free kick. And the, the, that, just, that just killed us. The sucker punch just done us. Um, and we ended up losing 3 0. But it was a spirited performance that, you know, that although, yes, it was a loss. Um, when, you, when you looked at the, the previous two performances against Bristol City that season, it was a very different. Um, very different performance, and then we went away to Sheffield United um, on the on the FA player, and um, they'd beaten London City. So while we were losing to Bristol City, they beat London City, which really gave Bristol City the grip of the of the league. Um, and you're thinking, oh, this, this is <laughs> this is going to be a hell of a game because you know that I kind of felt like we were going to get they were going to get revenge on us from from the home game. Because, you know, there were times in the home game where we, we weren't great and they played really well. Um, you can see there's, you know, they're an improving team. But we went to Sheffield and we, we outplayed them for 90 minutes at Bramwell Lane as well. Um, and we won 1-0 uh, through Coral. Great, great play where Annabelle's charged through and laid it on the plate for Coral. Um, but we were just a better team throughout that game. Um, and we were unlucky for it not to be more, to be honest with you. Um and all of a sudden, you know, we're, we're back to we've got like at the start of the season, we've got we've got four wins in in three games. Sorry, no, no, that's not possible. We've got, we've got three wins in four games. <laughs> we wish we'd had four wins in three games. But, you know, that kind of magic. We'd have, we would have won the league. Um, three wins in four games. You know, um, you know, and then we 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 we've, the game in hand rearranged from uh, from the, when the Queen had passed away was the Birmingham City game, and we've got up there and. For some reason, we've changed the formation from what has been working for us. And at half time, we're 3 0 down. You know, we won a second half, though. Rihanna Dean got our first for the club, and we won the second half. We, we switched the formation back again. Um, but Birmingham City was starting their run at that point where they were going to, in the end, turns out, push Bristol City right to the, the second to last game. Um, but we would round off March with uh, Blackburn coming down to. Uh, Hayes Lane and having done the double over Durham and Sheffield 
Um, we then completed the double over Blackburn, beating them 1-0. Um, decent game, another clean sheet. Fran made a great save towards the end. Uh, we should have had more than... I mean, I think Rihanna missed like, had like three one-on-ones in that game. Uh, so we should have had, we should have won by a clear margin. Um, so what 1-0 probably didn't do our performance justice. Um, but it was another double one. And Blackburn, as, as you mentioned earlier, have been very difficult to beat for a lot of teams this season. You know, I think they've taken points off of most of the teams in the top four. Um, so for us to have done a double over them, it's actually been quite a decent achievement for quite this season. Um, yeah. And, you know, and at that point, we, we're four wins from six uh, and moving up the table. And, you know, February had been a, a good month, a really good month for us. And, and March had been fairly similar, to be honest with you. Two two wins, two losses in March. And um, bar that first half against Birmingham, good performances as well. Yeah, um, I think that was it. I think it was the performances that I was so impressed with, really. I went up to Sheffield United and we played really well up there. Um, deserved to win that. Um, as you say, it was a fantastic goal. Um, Annabelle and Coral linking together. Could have scored more goals up there, actually. Played really well, played them off the park. Looked, looked a really good team. Um, Birmingham away was always going to be difficult midweek. You know, you've got to travel up there and then it's, you know... It's not an easy place to go at the best of times. And they were on a bit of a run, as you said. So that was always going to be a tough one. But, um, yeah, the Blackburn game, I mean, they looked so well organised, Blackburn. You could see how, they, how they'd how got points. They nearly got one, as you say, at the end against us. Um, I don't know what happened because we, we, <laughs> we just switched off with about 30 seconds left. We nearly threw the game away. It was ridiculous. They had a, the ball through the middle and there was like no one there apart from their player. And I'm thinking, what is going on? And Fran made a brilliant save. Sort of pushed it against the, the forward. So we got the goal kick as well. Um, yeah, I mean, it was just a... I don't know how we nearly threw it away, really. But we did play very well in that game. And then um, it ended... Yeah, so that ended... Uh, that Blackburn game ended the month quite well, didn't it? And we we were on a bit of a run. I mean, I know, I know when we were playing the very top teams, we were struggling against the Birmingham. If you look at the very, very top teams, like the the teams that were on in, on form as well at that time. So you got your Birmingham, your Bristol Cities and your London Cities. They were the tough games. The other one that we, we lost both games was Southampton. But when, if you look at all the other, we, we, were, we, were, we were generally in those games, at least for, I mean, like you say, Birmingham, second half. You know, we 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 won that one nil. So, um, I think we weren't far away. But I mean, I must admit that Birmingham first half it could have been five or six. I mean, Jay Pennock hit the bar from about three yards, and um, that away game up there was uh, yeah, it could have been a lot more in that first half. I think we got away with just three. To be honest, we seem to be all over the place. But um, but yeah, yeah. Again, you know, there were signs, weren't there, that we were. We we were getting to get back together to be back getting back to being that really strong unit again, and that and that good team that we we knew we were at the beginning of the season. So, yeah, really encouraging. I think March and um, and uh, some really really good performances, especially that Sheffield United away game, as you say. Yeah, that's that Sheffield United away game. I think that was a, the real standout performance that month. Um, Especially when they then went on to beat Bristol City. <laughs> well, we got so later as well. Crazy. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So we, we then move into April. It's the final month of the season. Um, and we go away to Sunderland. And, you know, I was, 
it's always going to be a tricky game. Sunderland a difficult team. We saw what they did to us at home earlier in the season. Um, and we go there, we, we win 2-1. And, you know, credit here because there was a weird game where the first half, our passing was abysmal. We just could not keep the ball. We, we Sunderland sat in to, to counter-attack, but we gave them the ball so much that, I mean, and they were one, they were great with it. You know, they, they always at the threat when they pushed forward and they did it with quick, you know, pace and good passing. And But we, we just created everything for them. Um, and we went 1-0 down. And then Annabelle got us level before half-time. And then the second half, it was a different... We, we came out and um, we got control of the game. We, we we started keeping the ball and actually getting the passing and using it. And then Sunderland, you know, it's a scrappy goal to win it with. But we, we missed so many sitters in that game, both halves. Um, you know, that we should have had five for me. Um, it was a game that divided opinion between myself and the Sunderland fans. Uh, but all in good spirits. Um but you know, it was a, it was a good good battling win up there, and um, you know, and, and then we, we we played Birmingham came to town, uh, and at this point they had to win to keep alive their their, their hopes of promotion, uh, and we started really well. We we lost, we lost Lizzie Waldy to injury, and at this point, so um, AJ came into the back three, so we we'd we'd lost the player out of what had been that kind of solid back line. Um, but we started really brightly and you're thinking, oh, hello. And then all of a sudden we're 3-0 down within 15 minutes and you're thinking, oh, my God. And it could have been worse at that point. And then we we get into the game again and we score twice and then that one cleared off the line and, and half in the end, all of a sudden, what looked like we could be getting obliterated at half-time. Birmingham would have been grateful for the half-time because I think a couple more minutes and it would probably have been free all. And then in the second half, it kind of, we just couldn't find that cutting edge and then the refereeing was poor and we, we ended up conceding um, then we lost 4-2 but it was a very strange game of football um, it was our final loss of the season uh, we then had Lewis came to town uh, for our final home game um, I forgot to mention the Blackburn game was the, the record the alleged record days attendance still don't believe it um, of allegedly 1700 people um, they must have counted us moving around repeatedly uh, but yeah Lewis came for the last home game of the season from what we've heard from the news I broke exclusively on the pod a few weeks ago possibly our last ever game at Hayes Lane um, and we beat them 4-1 comprehensively a weird game but Lewis just, just didn't really get going in it and um, it could have been more to be honest with you as well in that game um, so a great way to sign off our home our home season Um and then, of course, last game of the season, we went away to to Charlton and drew one all. Uh, we should have we had, should have had a penalty second half. I think we'd have won. I thought we'd be a better team overall over the ninety minutes. Um, definitely the better, definitely the better fans. Um, and it rounded off as you say, you know, we, we would have been the perfect all or nothing season. The draw, the draw scuppered it uh, as a one and only draw of the season. Um, but it, it meant in the end, you know, that run. You know, we we won. I think it was like seven games, lost three, drew one. And the three losses were against the top two teams, two against Birmingham and one against Bristol City. You know, so it was the top two teams that beat us. And, and then everyone else, we pretty much beat. Uh, we ended up doing a double over three teams. Um, you know, and we ended up just... The, the, the difference in the end 
Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll talk about the final table in a minute. But the difference in the end was, like, you just you want to go, you go, you want to go at the games. You, you know, in football, you're not going to win every game in football. We all know that. Um, but you just want to go into games knowing that you're going to compete, knowing that you've got a chance, and that you, you want to feel like you can win a game. Do you know what I mean? And, and we'd lost that for that chunk in the middle where you kind of, you just felt like, well, we can't beat anybody. Um, and by the end of the season, we completely got that back. When you went into games thinking, we can beat this team, we, we're, you can hold your head up high and just enjoy the performance, enjoy the game. And, you know, I thought we'd really crank up noise levels in the, in the, in the stand. You know, and we went to that Charlton game and it was a party for us, but we were just, we went there with so much belief that we, we could go there and we can get a result. Um, it was just such a great way to end the season. That that run of games, say even with those losses in it, you know, you know, say it took the top two to beat us. Just to go through that run of games, just feeling like, you know, we we can outperform anybody, you know, and and it was just it was just great fun to watch in the end and and be a part of. And it's funny in such a weird season where it started so amazingly and then had this horrendous middle section. Um. You know the, the final run of games, that final run of nine games, just so much fun to be a part of. Um, in a bizarre season at a time, where obviously we know we can't talk about it, but um, the matters that happened off the pitch with the staff and the changes there. Um, but you know, in terms of on the pitch, it just we just galvanised, and it just felt like the players and us as fans, we just kind of. We all it's like the siege mentality as such, but we just all came together even more than normal when it just ended up being this, you know, fantastic finish to the end of the season. That just so much fun where because I say watching the men's and the women's game, it got to the point where it was heartbreaking, you know, in a way, because you're watching both teams. Never we're not winning games, not having shots on target, then I'm doing do you know what I mean? And all of a sudden, like it's been with the men's you know, it, it, with Roy coming in, but liberating. But just since when when we that we we found it at the Southampton game, we've right. This is the team. This is the formation, and from that game, starting with the win at Durham, it just had been so much of a you know a hell of a ride that has been so enjoyable to be a part of um, in what has been a, a, a season of, of ups and downs in, in many ways for us. Yeah, we just sort of happened to find the right balance, didn't we, a little bit? You know, we had Polly on the right and Molly on the left. Um, and they seemed the to. Center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holly, Holly, and Holly at the end of the season came into her own. She was fantastic. And then um, I thought Polly's form dropped a bit, actually, because she started the season brilliantly. And I think that high standard, I don't think towards the end she was meeting the same high standard but she had a, overall had a really good season and then um obviously finding Phil's that role in as a sort of defensive midfielder was just so good to her because her passing so good and her reading of the game's very good and she's brave and she likes to tackle um and she's decent in the air so she, she's got all the attributes for that role you know and um and so we think all the all, everything started falling into place I think you know and um uh Having Molly out on the left meant that we didn't have to keep swapping our forwards over. You know, it gave Elise Hughes a bit of a run in the in the team, and I think she's technically a fantastic centre forward. Holds the ball up brilliantly, and we can play play off her really well. So she's a she's a good outlet as well for under pressure. She can get to the ball and hold it up and stuff. So I think a lot of the sort of 
positions all sort of started to look, yeah, that's right. That that that's everyone knew generally what our strongest eleven was. I think by the end of, the, and I don't think at the beginning of the season or mid season we all knew that. I think we just we 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 happened to find out towards the end of the season, and that consistency um, led led us to have that really good run of, of the last few games where we. You know, we had a, we had, you know, I think at one point we won four out of five or something, and then you know, it was it was just really good. And I think you're right about the support because the, I think it was like almost because we because we knew that things were going on going on outside of outside of our control and outside of the, the, the playing side of things. It was like we were all getting together in adversity almost, you know, to sort of make sure that everyone knew we were all we were all together and. The support was just incredible at the end of the season, and it got louder and louder. You know, as the season ended, it was just it was just amazing. And um, I remember Mick Strain saying on the Facebook page, "You know, you're you were so loud today." I think he said it a couple of times, and I think he's right. You know, we just got louder and louder. And um, but it does help when when we look like we're going to score goals and we're going forward and we're playing well and everyone seems to be in a settled position. All that helps. Um, so we were confident that we could, we could get we could get thing get a point or two, three out of games and score goals because of the way that the season had sort of ended up mo- moving towards us playing in that sort of way with with the players in the positions they seemed to be happy with. So everything sort of came together, didn't it, at the end of the season? And it was just like um, it was just like I don't know. I mean, some of it sometimes you just have to it's trial and error. I know it is. It has to be, you know, because you know, and, unless you've got unless you sign someone who you know is like a solid, you know, you got Rodri at Man City, right? You know, put him in the middle of midfield. That's his position. Unless you sign someone of that quality, you know that's their position. You're going to find out, especially when you've got 15 new players, you're going to find out what works best. And it does take time sometimes, you know. I think this season's been a learning season in a way because I think we've learned a lot about the players. I think some of them might not be good enough, to be honest, for this level. I'm not going to name them, of course, but I think some of them, um, I think, haven't haven't played as well as I thought they might. Um, some of the new ones have been outstanding. Some haven't met the standard that I thought they would. Sometimes it takes a, a season for someone to settle, of course. So they might, if they stay next season, they might absolutely be brilliant uh, next season. I don't know. Um, but um, the way we finished the season, as you say, Mike, it was just like, you know, it was just amazing. I mean, some of the football we played and the results we got. I mean, to beat Lewis 4-1, you know, and I know the first half, it didn't look like Lewis were interested, but you can only play and beat what's in front of you, you know, and we absolutely, I mean, the goals that we scored, those first two goals against Lewis, you know, incredible. And um, the first one was a great move and the second one was a great strike. And I just think, you know, and to be honest, Lewis, Lewis's goal was never a penalty in a million years. So, you know, real, realistically, that should have been three or four nil to us because I don't even know if our penalty was really a penalty either. But anyway, um, more than theirs, I think. Um, but yeah, I think when you look at the season at the, at the end, it gives us great hope going into next year, doesn't it? If we can keep the core of that squad together, I think it'll be really exciting next year. Yeah, it's a massive summer ahead. Um, massive summer ahead. Yeah, we we need to start getting contracts signed. Uh, we should have the new GM soon, uh, from what I'm told. So, uh, some big times ahead. I'm very mindful of the time. Um, yeah. So, very quickly, first I want to say, just to highlight how big that run of last 10 games was, is we picked up 19 points out of 30. Oh, wow. Um, 
So, you know, that is quite an achievement. Um, I didn't realise that. That is an achievement. That is amazing. Because yeah. um, yeah. we think we were 15 points after 12 and we were 34 um, after 22. So we ended up finishing fifth. Uh, so only one place short of last season. And on 34 points, only three points short of last season. So in the grand scheme of things, given everything that's gone on this year, I think, you know, it, it's a remarkable finish for us in the end. Really, in the, in, in the league where this league is the toughest it's been, I think, the most competitive it's been without a shadow of a doubt. Um, and the reason why I mentioned Southampton earlier, because I said that after we, we lost to them at, at St Mary's, we were seven points behind them and they were fourth. And we were like eight, uh, we were seventh. We finished above them by a point. So that just goes to show, uh, again, not only with the points that we got in the season, but, you know, they, they, they were well clear of us and we ended up finishing above them. So, you know, remar- remarkable end of the season. Um, right. With that said, Phil, I need you to, in, in as few words as possible, because I, I yeah. know you like. <laughs> uh, have you got a favourite goal of the season, a favourite game of the season? And maybe a couple of favourite moments of the season in three words or less. <laughs> okay, favourite goal, Holly Olden um, against Lewis, the second goal, smashed in from 30 oh, yards. Cracker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, favourite performance, um, Blackburn away for me. Um, just everything in the first half was just immaculate. The way we played was just, it was like watching, I don't know. Brazil? No. Barcelona? Yeah, something like that. Um, Hughesy was outstanding. Shauna ran the game. I mean, if we can keep her next season, I think Shauna's going to be a superstar. I really do. I think she just needs to run a game. She's got it, you know. She was fantastic. She she was involved in all three of those goals at Blackburn. Brilliant finishes from Hughesy. Um, I think favourite moment was probably... The final whistle away at Durham because it was a real scrap and you know and they're so mouthy. I mean their players are shouting and swearing at us and they're just awful. So when that final whistle went, that was my favourite moment. It was just hilarious. We had a bit of aggro walking off the pitch because their co- goalkeeping coach had a go at us for no reason. But anyway, that didn't spoil it. I think the um, final whistle at Durham was the was my favourite moment. Um, other things that I've really enjoyed. Um, I've really, obviously, I've enjoyed Fran being in goal because she's been made some great saves. Um, I've also really enjoyed Molly on the left. I think that she's come into her own there. And I think her defensive work is really sort of uh, understated. I think she's she gets back really well and she's um, she's strong, you know, and I like I really like I really like Molly on that left hand side. Um, I think um, Polly started the season and I was thinking, wow, she's going to be in the Australian World Cup squad the way she started. But I think her form just dropped off towards the end. I'm not sure why. There might might have been an injury there or something. I don't know. But um, it's a shame because I think at the beginning of the season, she was absolutely amazing. And um, she was a real threat on that right-hand side and could play up and down. And the biggest disappointment is Sibs' injury, really, because I just think, oh... She was just going to. She was going to be so amazing. That's. I just. What. What a start to the season. Um. She. She. She would have been up there with Jade Pennock as a, as a player of the season in the championship, probably. So, I think. Um. The way she started was amazing. So that's my biggest disappointment. So yeah, that gives you a bit of a summary of my views. So what about you then, Mike? Do you want to run through yours? Yeah. Uh, favorite goal. Philbs away at Durham. Eight yeah. Philbs, and you know Philbs is awesome. Um, but 
to, to score your one goal is a cracking strike and it's a way Dirty Durham to beat them in their own patch. Beautiful. Uh, I, mean, I can't stand Durham. They're like my mortal enemy of this league. So, <laughs> so there's always something against them that gets in there as uh, my favourite this season. Uh, favourite game? So mine's actually favourite game, not necessarily favourite performance, although in periods it was, but it, it was London City away. I just felt the excitement of the recruitment and going into the new season and full time. And it's my first away game. I mean, I know it wasn't actually far, but you know, we went there, we, we, we took over. We, it was like 95% palace at Princess Park. Um, and the spells that we had, you know, you've got a team that's barely played together. have gone there, have won, kept a clean sheet. And the spells that we had were just sublime football, just absolutely sublime. Um, so that was my favorite game of the season. Uh, favorite moment. I've got a couple really. Um, one of them was getting to see uh, was when Shauna came on for her debut because we were standing with her dad uh, and getting to see the pride in his face when she's come on. Then and all of us singing for her as well. It was just a superb, just a, a magical moment that you kind of want to bottle up. Uh, so getting to be a part of that. Yeah, the only thing that would have topped that would have been if she'd scored in front of us. Um, down our end, that would have topped it. But that was one of my favourite moments. Um, and another favourite moment was Charlton away at the last of the season. Uh, getting to interview Lee Snashall beforehand was fantastic. And then going there and just the fact that, you know, there's well, only what, like 15 of us there. We had the balloons, and but just the atmosphere. We just, I thought, you know, we were superb. Absolutely. It was just amazing. I just, it was so much fun to be a part of and the noise that we made. And, um, we just, we, we, we owned it that day, you know, and we, we, we should have won on the pitch, but we didn't, we got the point that got us at the fifth, but I just thought it was just the culmination of everything. And just, you know, I just, I just loved it. I love being a part of that and this, all the singing. And, and I, I've loved this season. The fact that myself, gained a bit of the confidence to start songs and because you now know that the people around you are going to sing with you. They're not going to leave you hanging. So, um, you know, I've loved that element of it, that how, how that's really enhanced with us singing and we've had player songs. Um, the fact that I got to, that in the end, my persistence got, you just a small score in Wearside uh, over. Uh, cheer me up no end. Um, and there's lots of things... Look, I was really mindful of time. You know, lots of bits and pieces with players, as you say, having a top class keeper really has been great, great to watch. But for me, to get to see Annabelle Blanchard play is a blessing. It's like, as I say, the fact that four of us have got to see Wilf play for over 10 years, you know, you, you get to see something that's just special. And for me, watching her with the ball. And what she can do with it, and I think there's, you know, there's a real special player in there that we need desperately to keep hold of. And um, so, yeah, to get to get the seat, it's the kind of player I've been desperate for us to sign. Um, and so, yeah, to to get to see her play in the red and blue has been, you know, a gift for me. So, yeah, those, those are my favourites really. Um, and hopefully, you say I'm not going to talk about it now because I'm so really really mindful of the time. Um, so we'll we'll lots lot. To happen over the next over the coming weeks, um, which I'm sure we'll talk about. So, with that said, Phil, if you're happy to, I'm going to wrap up everything. Yeah, yeah, thanks, Mike. Really enjoyed talking about the season, it's been really interesting listening to uh, your views as well. So, thanks very much. No, I appreciate it. Obviously, you did your best to try and derail it 15 times. Really, uh, so. I, like to keep, um, I just like to keep you on your toes, you know. Well, I mean, it just shows, though, isn't it? We, we've ended up spending two hours talking about it. 
to the point I've had to rush through <laughs> the favourite bits. Um, but it's just because it's just the passion we have, isn't it? So hopefully, yeah. hopefully uh, everyone has enjoyed it. Um, to have the recap and the way that we've talked about it this season. Hopefully, it's been an enjoyable summary for everybody. Um, so, just want to say thanks to everyone who's listened to us throughout the throughout the season. Um, whether you listen to us live on the recordings on Spotify, thank you to everybody um, for being a part of it. Because you know, we, without you guys, then there'd be no point in us doing this. Um, so, we appreciate it. Um, please continue to spread the word. Continue listening, signing up to us on Spotify. Um, there will be some shows through the summer. Talk about the World Cup and I'm sure there'll be regards to announcements and stuff as well um, with, with Palace. So please do keep listening. And just thank you to yourself, Phil, for sticking with me for another year and doing this. As I say, without no, having, pleasure. Someone to talk to, having someone to talk to, it would be just those two shows where it was me talking to myself. Um, <laughs> it's so, been a pleasure. Well, Nick, well, Nick, Nick Philpot saved me on one of them. Um, he yeah, did, so, yeah. So I really appreciate that. Um, and uh, here's for another year of it next year. Um, yeah. let's say we'll, I'm sure we'll do some shows through the summer as well so just a big thank you to everybody it's been a crazy season lots of highs lots of lows things that just oh my god you can't believe happened um, there are a lot to improve on still in, in many ways and hopefully we'll see a summer we'll do that um, we've got one more trophy that's coming we won't, we won't give it away that will be revealed when it turns up as to what it is and who's won it Um and yes, I say thank you very, very much to everybody for being a part of this. Uh, Eagle of you, uh, we do what we can for the team. Uh, this is the Crystal Palace Women Show. It's the number one podcast for the Crystal Palace women out there. Number one. Thank you very much. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed the season, and uh, we'll be with us next season as well. So thank you, everybody. Phil, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you, Mike, for running. Uh... Such a great pod for the season. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch up in the summer. Uh, there'll be a few um, pods, won't there, through the World Cup, I think we're planning. So, yeah. Absolutely. And on that note, have a good evening. Have a good summer, everybody. Come on, you palace.